This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, uh, Manly players attend a truth session on Monday but still no clue as to who shit in Barrett's mailbox. The CWA to replace Blatchy's Blues for Game 2 of Origin following Laurie Daly's commitment to a Biscuits-first fullback policy. The NRL confirms Newcastle are for sale. Check Gumtree listings under Hunter and surrounding areas. And we preview all the action for Round 15 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 226 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How's it going, my man? Good, buddy. Just uh, got over my first bout of winter aids. Yep, just uh, going in just going in for my first bout. Sensational. <laughs> right. uh, this closest, the closest the show's ever come to being to being cancelled. I mean, we've had some fucking legit, legit reasons to fucking to not do a show a week <laughs> and, and never and never not done one. So, um... Yeah, this week was very close, so we're going to smash through it, and uh, it may be shorter, and we say this now, and you know, I'll be doing three weeks and sound like a fucking dead man by the time we get to the end of it, but um, three weeks, three hours. See, it was already happening. Not quite this week in Philadelphia yet. No, no, I don't have the fucking, like, the, the, the keloid fucking scabs all over me. At the moment, I can, you know, I can, still, pass, I can still pass it on to my mates. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fine as fuck. Um, <laughs> I fucking... Uh, Spend a bit of cash on the weekend, go camp trailer and uh, a new car. Oh, sensational. <laughs> so, yeah, so fucking more, more, more comfortable camping coming up. Good stuff. Fuck this tent shit. It's all fucking, well, it's still a tent, I guess, but, you know, it folds out and, you know, it's got like a water tank and a battery, so it's got power and, you yeah, know. Nice. So it's upgrading the camping experience, really so that, nice. would be, that would be nice. Um, of course, there's, you know, towing the thing on the trailer and everything, you know, so, yeah, it's going to be painful never been much one for towing stuff oh, I thought you were going to take a, a road trip to go down and put your hand up for the manly coaching job oh I fucking should I should I mean like you know, and put it this way they'd learn nothing tactically they'd learn they'd, you know they'd learn nothing fitness wise but I mean that's what the professionals are there for <laughs> well yeah not from fucking that cocksucker <laughs> they bought from the times but, uh, but what they would learn <laughs> is heart and consequences <laughs> Because I tell you, I mean, like I know, that, I know that the second tier cap, and I know the salary cap, and the twenty-five, and all that. I know it works. And the team that's got injuries, I know that you know that they might be restricted from making changes, you know, through just cap issues, and you've got so many injuries, and you potentially have to bring people up from the you know outside the, the squad and stuff. I get that, but I just can't. One thing I can't. There's well, two things. The first thing is no surprise. I can't tolerate fucking people smiling and being happy, and and you know, mates at the end of a game yep. or end of a loss. Uh, they, people have got to be filthy about that. That's the one thing that I would instill. The second thing I would instill is um, consequences. <laughs> you fuck up. You know what? <laughs> You're out, cunt. <laughs> fuck the NRL rookie. Yeah. I want a reality TV show that is the first coach that's yeah. punted in a year. Yeah. They just, just get four randoms. They should get, just get that job. guy off the YouTube, you know, with the, the, about the solo and the fucking, you know, bachelor can of solo. Like, fucking like, ass. Well, I can just say, dear Todd Greenberg, what is the official NRL policy after a loss of players being fucked with scissors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we just have like a you know, like a instead of an honesty session, it's just like an ass kicking session. Just like, and they're just like literally like it's like a church. Just fucking take take a knee. They're just like <laughs> leaning over the grandstand, and you just then you just line up the fucking you know first hundred numbered season ticket holders, and they just walk down the line, just fucking booting them in the ass <laughs> till they've had their fill, till they feel like they fucking you know that they've they've understood the magnitude of their situation, <laughs> the gravity. <laughs> oh, I'd watch that. Um, no, welcome, of course, to our new listeners. Um, thanks for stopping by, and uh, new listeners, of course, we encourage you to uh, give us a shout, and we'll get some instant followers around you from Tool Nation. And uh, this week, we have um, a tweet from Aussie Chuck Bravo, who has uh, been tweeting the show for a little while now, but he's uh, sent us a tweet and, and uh, put in his mate, uh, who's at M Batrakoff, so M B A T R A C O F, has become an overnight fan of the potty, a top bloke, but not because he's a manly fan. A shout out this week. There's a shout out, and um, it sounds like a top bloke because he is a manly fan, and we don't know anything else about him. So, um, yeah, based on that alone, clearly he is a top bloke. Uh, welcome, sir, and uh, people will be getting around you on Twitter, and uh, so yeah, have some tweets, and uh, let's see what you got. Welcome aboard. Mailbag uh, this week. The base chapo not actually sending a tweet like a fucking gronk. He actually sent us a legitimate tweet with a discussion topic. Just wondering, lads, is it time for the NRL to look into starting a women's NRL competition with teams aligned to NRL clubs? I've got no problem with that at all. I think, yeah, do it. If you can get the numbers, it, I mean, and obviously the, the standard would probably be crap because it'd be. X amount of you know solid players. Yep. And there'd be you know and there'd be your exceptional players that stand out from those that group. And yeah. then they'd probably to make up the numbers there would probably be you know a lot of lower quality. However, I mean I would be prepared to stand by that and to you know let that yep. let that happen and you know let the, the standard improve as they as they get access to facilities for training and yeah. they obviously there'd be like you know knowledge sharing between like you know actual NRL coaches and you know you might yep. get ex players or whoever's coaching the the women's side so yep. you they would get a higher that benefit from a higher level of coaching and uh, and just knowledge in general training principles things like that so yeah look I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, the, the most important thing would be you need to prever- preserve the the quality quality of the game. So you you may not be able to fill a club for every NRL team right away, but as you said, as time goes by, then uh, then the quality will improve because young girls coming up that take an interest in rugby league will have these a women pathway to go to one extra la- uh, level of competition too. You know exactly. So um, yeah, my thing is a great idea. What kind of fucking bizarro land show is this? Where Chapo is providing talking points and no. uh, uh, Billy Boy eight eight seven, so uh, bring in some stats. I know you like your stats. I fucking love stats. Since April twenty fifteen, the Newcastle Knights have won just five times, three against the West Tigers. Wow. These are hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Jim Carrey movie where he kept seeing that number just everywhere he looked? Oh, I don't know. I know the one you're talking about, yeah. but I can't tell you. I can't. That's what. Out. That's what Tiger's in decline is. <laughs> For me, it's X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're aware to it. Just, you know. <laughs> Shunda eighty six. Well, deconstruct my coffee and activate my almonds because I'm a rugby league hipster. Has nine eye raps. <laughs> I got a bit of Rabs this week. Obviously, this has become another thing of yours. Oh, Rabs. Uh, Wally Frogmore. Uh, Rabs just got Hayne and Tahu mixed up in a story. For fuck's sake, he's not making defending him against this week. You're getting easier. <laughs> um, the aforementioned Aussie Chuck Bravo said, This just in. Rabs confuses Hayne with Tahu. Here at first on Channel 9. <laughs> um, Tater underscore Chip said, I'm late with this, but I love Rabs. 
I grew up listening to him. Wouldn't be the same without him. He is the sound of rugby league. That's tweet one. Tweet two. But I watch NRL on Fox, though, because Rab shits me to tears. But I still love him. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's the thing. So even his defenders, like, they, they like the... It's, it's, it's almost like they love the idea of Rab's. <laughs> I think, not the reality of Rab's. Like, I think my, my original comment was that he's like, he's like an old... Old beloved relative that you, you don't you don't exactly listen to to everything they have to say or every opinion they have on society, but um, you know you're not you're not. There was like a time in your either. life that you remember where you fucking where you loved them exactly, <laughs> and, and, and they and they fucking and their brains weren't scrambled and they were actually like you know a good laugh or whatever. Yeah, it's they, like, it's like my they used to take you fishing when you were a kid and you loved that time. Like and you my, keep going back to that. My grandmother, as she's gotten older and older and older, has slowly become more and more and more racist to the point now that it's actually quite quite vile and venomous. <laughs> it's not a funny but, novelty anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you you always you always remember yeah. when when the most racist thing she she used to say was the uh oh you know that let's go down to the Chinaman shop <laughs> when when she was talking about the Asian bloke that owned the convenience yeah, yeah. store up the road. <laughs> These days, it's, it should probably be in a watch list if you knew how to use a computer. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Uh, Grasshopper474. If Jay wears a I Love Rab shirt to the grand final meetup, if I come, I'll wear a I Hate Rab one. <laughs> so, there you go. There's a challenge for you. Nice. The I Hate Rab's one has to have like a fucking, like a... An oldie like moustache, like with the twelve with the twelve edges <laughs> and shit on the shirt as well. It's gonna be a hipster thing, you know. Like, yeah, well, it's got it's it's got to be I hate Rabs, but then have the moustache and then a beard and I hate Rabs in the and a photo of Ray Hadley on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think hating Rabs is necessarily an endorsement of Ray Hadley because I hate Rabs, <coughs> and I will concede that Ray Hadley is getting better at the TV thing because I mean the big problem with Ray Hadley in the day was that he would just over describe everything because he was just he being was a in a radio, radio medium. No, what He's I'm back s- that off. What I'm know, saying massively. is, have a photo of someone that's not Rabs. That's oh, so oh, yeah, so doing this, like the Hanson yeah. shirt. that's like a yeah, like picture of yeah. uh, you know, like the Hanson shirt that's got Nirvana in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DWKH13. Is there a hypothetical New South Wales team you could build from international barbarians that would easily beat Queensland? No. There no, isn't. There's not. There aren't any better players out there. The players out there are shut down, fucking broken yeah. down, motherfuckers, and the English yeah. people. I mean, Sam Tompkins showed us that they can't play. So look, you no. If, Maybe Apple if Pope all, and Taco Pope. If they all of a sudden went back to you know where you play weird eligibility rules, yeah, you'd probably have Burgess in an yeah. Origin team. Maybe yeah. maybe not on this year's form, but you know, based you'd, on his goal, you'd, you'd definitely have James Graham in there. Definitely, and yeah, Burgess. I mean, he's been yeah a good chunk of the year. He's been great. I mean, yeah. there was a chunk where he looked like he was pulling South back up. So yeah, Burgess, Sam, Sam Burgess. The other ones could. The other ones would probably make it, but you know, no. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, the fucking hooker for Parramatta at the moment it's slotting quite Be- nicely. It's slotting beautifully, and it would. Yeah, this is the thing. He would. He would. Wouldn't beat Queensland though, but he would probably beat New South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> So you could probably, I mean, yeah, and there's there's a couple of New Zealand players you could obviously cobble together, but I don't think they're not going to beat Queensland because let's face it, they didn't beat Australia. Yeah. So if they don't beat Australia, it's the same thing pretty yeah. much. So no. Yeah, there's definitely some internationals out there that would probably get a get a Guernsey if they if they're eligible, but uh, not a whole team. Yeah, and it certainly wouldn't be one that would beat uh, beat Queensland and, and possibly not even New South Wales, depending no. on the, the the game in the year and whatever losses picked. 
comes up every now and again. That that stupid. Should we add a third team to State of Origin? Well, or? Sipoli tried it, fucking, and they and they had an exciting, exciting extra fi- extra time fi- final to it. But no one fucking remembers anything else. Yeah, a thing about it other than that. Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, Mitch Door thirteen. This week in organised crime. Thanks for the tips, lads. I don't even remember to, to what he's referring. Yeah, no, but I'm pretty. But send us a cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find us, <laughs> you want to skim us a little bit? You know, just give, we just want a little taste. <laughs> you can give us our taste. Uh, Froth Rocket eighty seven, and this isn't going into the the players in decline. Like we're talking about who's had the biggest single year, or you know, rapid decline from somewhere to nowhere, that sort of yep. thing. I put forward Matt Orford, who was kind of like grand final, greatest grand final win of all time, Dally M winner. Two years of anonymity in England where he didn't play very well and came back to pretty much get fucked over, fucked out of Canberra within half a dozen games, if that. Yeah. Um, Justin Froth Rocket 87 has said, uh, Justin Poor, player in decline. Origin 2009, Eels 2010, and uh, dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that didn't, didn't Melbourne get some, some value out of it? Yeah. No, I can't remember. I might be fucking confusing him with some role. That's the thing, like all of these ones that came through, I, yeah. I saw a couple, and it was just the same response. I went, Oh yeah, fuck! I remember oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> highway oh. said, uh, "This is, and the most common one I have to say uh, was was a uh, highway underscore said uh, Daniel Tupo's decline has been pretty severe." Yeah, and look, I think I think that the the thing about Daniel Tupo is I don't think he was very good to start with. I mean, he's had one game that, you, that anyone would remember, and you've got to remember it was the worst game of his opposition players' life as well. Ooh. I mean, yeah, it was only by virtue of that that he really, you know, yeah. what I mean? and, and plus, it was a big stage. He was always. He was always like a, a poor man's Izzy Falau. Yes, yes, exactly that. He's a big, tall winger. Jump, okay, jump, yeah. testing balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Um, Without any. Or like old mate, like old mate that fucking smashed his smashed his leg. Fucking what was his name? <laughs> a Broncos dude and fucking smashed his leg and then oh, um, then played again. Fucking, I've, I've yeah, told yeah, yeah, Why yeah. am I Jarrell Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that poor cunt. That was the fucking worst. Like that was one of the yeah, one of the worst bad. things I've seen on the field. I reckon for like that was like some Anderson Silver shit. Um, it's Matthew. When you th- when you talk when you're talking about players that shit the bed, I think of Kevin Gordon. Yeah, once again, he never really started at any great height, did he? I mean, if a guy if a guy yeah. if a guy goes from you know like a three to a two, do you really did he care? play in one of the indigenous games? Uh do you remember anything about any of those games? I mean, fuck, I went to like three of them. And I can't remember a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can remember one thing, but I don't want to say it on the show. Yeah, I know. It's, um... <laughs> I, I remember some, some extraordinarily bad behaviour from outside the game by some people, but I mean, that's the, literally the only thing I take away from, yeah. you know, two or three appearances at, a, at an all-star game. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, really, that's not, that's not missed, is it? That all-star weekend, just make a fucking Polynesian weekend. It's like, you know, Tonga and Samoa, you know, fucking cracking at it. Why not? Much rather watch it. Um, Wally Frogmore said, the biggest individual decline goes to Chapo or Saguna, surely. I guess. I mean, we're kind of talking about players. But, um... I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. It's not really... It's just a bit off topic, Frog. Yeah. Maybe, maybe put yourself in there. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, one-eyed, <laughs> yeah, one-eyed, major key, at one-eyed tiger. Uh, he jumped in and said, Ewan McGrady, this is a great one, Ewan McGrady, Rothman's medal to reserve grade within a year. And that's fucking true, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like Ewan McGrady, you're younger than I am, so I mean, maybe you don't remember Ewan McGrady as much like the year he had. He had like a Thurston of a year one year. Yeah. 
and then almost immediately was like when he's like was playing bush footy like almost straight after like it's crazy but the, those sorts of times though there, yeah. were, there was no coverage about what went on outside yeah, the field true. you know yeah. he, he might have had a, a barbaresque or a yeah um, yeah, brain explosion or I think it was probably closer to being you know I don't, I don't want to allege anything because I don't know but I, mean, I think it might have been closer to a foreign-esque yep fair thing. call um, Mick the Perm Tim Smith rookie of the year to gone within two years and that is one that I, I think of I mean and there are also ones like you know your Brett Seymour's and that as well yep. who sort of went from something like promise but these guys are, these guys are, are all like promise to like to nothing yeah, like, Tim, they, Tim Smith is He'd he'd be in. This is a, a new category for this week. Okay. Greatest things that never were. Yeah. Because he really wasn't. Tim Tim Smith. Yep. Is one of the greatest things that never was. Yep. He was going to be the next uh, whoever. Who was he? The next one. Oh, well, he was touted as Queensland's. You know, the next generation of Queensland playmaker. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, that's that's for this week. Players who uh, were were touted as the next coming of of someone, and then did fuck all. Yep, yep. Um, Richard Villasanti from Special K Online <laughs> went from test player to wallet inspector and never heard of again. <laughs> However, yeah, because reasons. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> You know, his handling didn't let him go, let him down. He had sticky fingers, sticky as fuck, apparently. Um, <laughs> now, last week you said something that, that became a thing again. I'm <laughs> talking about Cost Jason. Special K Online. You, you were saying, yeah, Cost Jason, basically on the, by virtue of the fact that he plays on a team that wins games and he's eligible for New South Wales, then he would better be a better option than Ennis or, and or Farrah no, what, in the New South Wales hooking Yeah, role. what I was trying to say was, what New South Wales need is is somebody who the first priority is fast and accurate service and quick quick speed out of dummy half. Yep. And somebody who's going to sit back and let the halves take control of the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, and of course he would because he would never stay. Exactly. Because <laughs> he, he has no right, he'd understand he had no right to be there. Um, a special K online said, Cost Jason is to rugby league what Indian food is to my bowels. <laughs> Um, Matty McP25 suggesting cost Jason over Nathan Peets is like saying you know what Scarlett Johansson I'm going to bang Susan Boyle instead <laughs> um, Highway underscore said cost Jason is one of those players who is made to look good because his team is successful but is actually average uh, Hoopdog87 cost Jason he just turned 29 he's not New South Wales answer he's a punchline and um, <laughs> our mate Mr Wars Winning is that unquantifiable quality, a quote from you that he said on the show. Mm. Um, based, and this is based on Lachlan Coote. He's, um, it's possibly quantified by wins. And I, I'm actually going to go into bat for you and go, Sam, you know what he was saying. Stop being a fuckhead. You know. He wasn't, so, he wasn't He was talking about the, the shine that someone gets from playing in a winning side with winning being a habit and everything like that. Not talking about actually just actually winning. Yes. So, uh, look, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Go and run you around the fucking block. walking <laughs> rectal prolapse. <laughs> uh, M51 avoider. Nate saying he'll bet on anything. Club culture. <laughs> fucking word. Um, now, interestingly enough, just just on that, yep. talking about, um, did you see all the, the reports last week about Robbie and the Tigers and the falling outs and the... Yes. Did you see the interview with Moses after 
the game? No. He basically came out and said he was really impressed that Robbie Farah was able to take Jason Taylor's instructions on board. Yeah. And those instructions were to stop making decisions for the team and just get good quality early ball to Brooks and Moses. <laughs> like, it's a fucking problem for the guy, so much so that his coach has to bench him, you know, and then get him to listen. So do you think that he'll, do you think that Jason will share that little tidbit with Loz? No, Robbie's going to have an extra fucking false leadership boner <laughs> going into Origin and fuck us over again. This week in X-Factors, D. Armstrong 8. Steve Turner claiming Tedesco is the much-needed X-Factor for New South Wales. Probably used to be fair. Ben R. 47. Valentine Holmes is the second shark in two weeks to be called an X-Factor. The sharks might change their name to the X-Factors. They, they get it more than any other side, I would say. Just by virtue of Ben Barber, Barber being in the side, yeah. yeah. Uh, at Aussie Jag. Minicello is saying the Sharks have a good mix of young and old X-Factor players. Who are the old X-Factors in that side? I don't know. I mean, they're pretty much all the young ones. Youngish, I mean, like, Barber's the oldest of them, you would think. Paul Gallen doesn't injure himself. It's an X-Factor. <laughs> he, plays, he plays a club game, X-Factor. Um, the X factor is how many games will Paul Callum play for the club? I mean, you play three for the Blues. How many will he play for the Sharks? Over or under three? <laughs> well, this year he's been there a fair bit. Um, this week in Luke Dawn, Ben R forty seven. He's tweeted and said, "I'm loving Super League at the moment. Thanks for recommending Catalans as a team to support. You're welcome, sir. I mean, they're just a, like a team that's got you know, Dave Taylor. I mean." For me, I always thought, you know, Dave Taylor could, like, trample, you know, the English because they're so terrible at the game. And he's just, he's making, you know, he's proving it. <laughs> he's still lazy. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's probably enjoying his fucking baguettes and <laughs> whatnot. But, um, croissant. But, <laughs> but. Is he the John Daly of rugby league? Oh, I don't think he'd be, like, as much of a smoker, though. Like, do you think, do you think rugby league can, can carry like a smoker like that like anymore like since like, like Cliffy obviously he's the classic one the last time I saw it was in the Legends State of Origin match yeah which was a fucking sensational spectacle <laughs> they went to the uh, the dressing rooms at half time yeah and someone from the Queensland team he's just I've got a, I got a photo of it somewhere yeah but he's in the corner like do sneaky it, do it, doing the old sneaky oh, fist yeah. cover in the bunger <laughs> <laughs> it was sensational. <laughs> I remember reading um in um uh, Beaver Beaver's biography, and he's saying that they used to like this is back in the day when you know, things were you know, weren't nearly as professional as they were, and was, and uh, one of the sponsors or something was like a I think a, a chemical company or something like that, and they yep. had and they basically had space in their warehouse or downstairs where with all gym equipment and stuff. And this is before the days when there was like structured strength programs and things like that so the players and Bozo would demand that all the players were down there lifting weights you know on this day yep. and uh, and he wasn't there and, um, and Cliffy just would walk in and sit down on the bench <laughs> have like two seekers and then leave and then Bozo would come in afterwards and goes was, was, was Cliffy here and then be yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not telling a lie <laughs> but um yeah oh that's great a, a relic from a different time but anyway um, before we get too much off the subject um, the boys from at Super League Pod here for this week in Luke Dawn again and uh, here they go take it away Thanks 
gents and hello Twirl Nation, Tom and Mark from the Super League Pod here to round up all this week's ESL action, it's this week in Luke Dawn. Yeah and we'll start on Thursday night as Castleford were beaten 38 points to 28 at home by the Witness Vikings. No dawn, no glory for the Tigers. They were the architects of their own downfall as Witness, featuring recently signed Jack Buchanan, took full advantage of Cass's errors and snapped their losing streak at eight games. Friday night saw Terry Campesi stretched onto the field at the Lightstream Stadium for a brief cameo before withdrawing in the 60th minute with a tweaked hamstring. In that time, his Hull KR side were able to build an 18 points to 10 lead over misfiring Wigan, only to capitulate and concede a late try to Sam Tompkins, handing the Cherry and Whites a 20 points to 18 victory. Meanwhile, over at Headingley, it was Leeds 8, Salford 0, another losing streak was snapped or damply squashed as Leeds overcame form, conditions and whatever other excuses they've been trotting out all year to record only their fourth win of the season. In terms of action on the pitch, there was nothing of note. Uh, Warrington Hall had been billed as a grand final dress rehearsal and if this is the case I'll be spending my grand final ticket money on something else. That's because these two tabletoppers somehow contrived to make 41 errors during a dour affair. Fatui Talanoa and Mark Minicello both bagged tries however for Hull FC who ultimately won by 19 points to 12. On Saturday, Catalan Dragons hosted the St. Helens side. They were 33 points to 16 winners over the, Scouser, over the Scousers. It was another tale of homegrown talent for Les Aussies this week as French young guns Fouad Yaha and Lucas Albert tore it up for the Dragons. Saints coach Kieran Cunningham still found plenty of positives though, like how he's not doing a shitter job as his old bosses at the Knights. And another game where errors played a big part was Huddersfield versus Wakefield this weekend. Perhaps buoyed by the news that David Fafita is soon to join their ranks, Wakefield's forwards seemed more capable of laying a try-scoring platform than Huddersfield's did, meaning that it was Trin who took the spoils in a dreary 10 points to 2 victory. That all leaves the Islanders on top on 28 points, with Les Aussies and Wigan Warriors behind on 26. The Warrington Wolves are of in fourth place with 24 points as things start to shape up it looks like they will be the top four going into the super league split the bottom four looks almost set as leeds rhinos huddersfield giants salford and hull kingston rovers facebook gary on facebook sent us a uh, a message saying that um, he was listening to the show during his dentist visit and almost lost it when the super league pod guy was talking about justin carney punching through holes like it was his teammates missus's Indeed, that's funny. Like, uh, I mean, I guess we, we're not subject to like the daily, the daily media and everything from over there, so we don't hear it a lot. No. But I wonder how much he'd be subjected to over. Like, can you imagine like on social media? I mean, like for example, Blake Ferguson can't do a thing. Yeah. <laughs> without being rightly, I might add, rightly, yep, rightly fucking slaughtered. Yep. Everything he says can be twisted into. Yeah, but you know, you know, mm-hmm. but you fingered it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Justin Carney, can you imagine like the, the fucking the flogging he'd be taking as well if he if he uh, fronted up on uh, social media and he was over here in the fishbowl? Um, email from our mate uh, Benny down in Tasmania. Halves in hooker for Origin is the title. Tooves and Joey are great examples. What if we drop Farrah for Josh Reynolds? This may make mate, this may make too much sense for me and definitely for the Blue Selection team. He's then gone on to say, I've heard Brock Turner's looking for a career in the NRL. Hash Rugby League. Your your precedence is good, and, and I agree but, but, with but the But say concept. Josh Reynolds is like a twos or a Joey. Yeah, jo- is. It's, um, 
I mean, I love twos. Two's probably better hooky than Joey was, but Joey's a better halfback. I mean, like, come on, son. Yeah. You know, I would love it if New South Wales had another halfback, if they had a, a selection dilemma where they wanted to get Joey in the team somehow because he, they couldn't they couldn't justify him That's halfbacks. It. They put in a hooker. Joey but we don't have anyone like that. We don't even have anyone like that. No. It's just the era. We do not have... We are in an era where our spine players, the most crucial players in the side, just aren't as good as the fucking as, as what they're yeah, up against. They're, the generation we don't we just don't possess that quality of player. And again, back back in those days, it was much more a situation of, and on both sides, mind yeah. you, that the best player of that current season for that position was generally picked. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the quality of the games was, was not as good, but um, Andrew Johns is the greatest player to play the game of all time, and so is an exception. Uh, yeah, con- concept's good, but I don't think uh, Reynolds is a Joey. I don't think Reynolds is an example. And so, like, just extrapolating that further, are there any, are there any um, halves out there, I guess, that you could do it with? I don't, this is the thing, I don't think... Yeah. Well, hang on. Who see who was in seven? Where Joey was at nine? Oh, fuck. Now you put me on the spot. It's a good question. Would, who was, Freddie would have been in six. Freddie was definitely. Freddie was in six. So who was? So who would he been with back then? Because it wouldn't have been. I can see. I can see him in all of those Biff videos, the fight videos with the number nine on his back. I'm trying to think who the who the fuck would they have had in seven in that days? Because it's after. It's like it's after like the era of like you know you you sticky and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. It's an excellent uh, question. Because I mean, Joey was in Joey was in in nine in like in like ninety five and shit, right? Or like no, so ninety. What was it? What was the what was the one where they had the where Fatty was the coach? No, the there you go. Tuvi. So Tuvi was seven then. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, because the thing that confused me there is because the two of you, you know, obviously he went on afterwards, even in his club career, and, and yep. you know, sort of finished up at hooker. Yeah. So. And and go. yeah, and, and that's the thing. At that stage in his career. Yeah. Well, jo- Joey was good, but. Yeah. But he was in the, the middle of three, you know, three grand finals in a row that that era. You know? Exactly. Yeah. He he was the informed player. Yep. In a winning side. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I just I honestly don't think I I. With this whole Pierce and everything like that, we struggled to find a fucking decent halves, let alone a surplus of halves that we could shunt one of them over to the nine. Yeah, it's we just don't have we just don't have the fucking volume of quality players. And the, these days as well, like even if you look at if you go back a couple of years with Queensland when they had you know Lockyer, yeah, Cronk, yep. Thurston, yeah, um, I don't think either of those three could have dislodged Cameron Smith. No. No, they couldn't. But that's the thing. They don't have a problem in that position. Yeah. Like Cameron Smith isn't the one... Fight. I mean, if Cameron Smith tries to take a field goal, he's going to knock the cunt over. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, exactly. If, he, if he grabs the ball for the last possession of the game, you better believe he's fucking up to something. Yeah. And, yeah. and something that he's, he's going to execute. And you know what? Yeah. At, there's at least four other players on the team that know what he's up to yeah. and are getting in position for whatever he's up to. <laughs> exactly. It's just some unilateral fucking thing like, oh, I'm going to open a fucking schnitzel restaurant over here. <laughs> 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 but you don't know how to cook schnitzels. Oh, it doesn't matter. Another series gone. <laughs> Robbie for our fuck's sake.
news this week uh, we had several in fact we almost pushed the show back an entire day just for the fact that there was no fucking news just the hope it was I mean I knew that the Wade Graham thing was going to be resolved by the time we recorded so that was great and he has failed in his uh, bid to overcome the charge of the judiciary so he will not take his place for his origin debut for game two uh, presumably Corden is still you know he's gone for a little while so yep. you know presumably Graham may come in for game three but Tyson Frizzell is coming in mm. and a lot of people are very high on him uh, actually being like suited more to what we need as a team what the Blues need as a team I should say and um so we'll see how he goes. I mean, if he what if, if New South Wales win off the back of something he does, then yeah, very hard to dislodge. Of course, it'll be a masterstroke. Yep. Um, but yeah, mate, I'm I'm all for anyone getting the opportunity, uh, yep. as long as the the heart the heart and the passion's there. Yep. Uh, and and they're not overawed by the experience. And you could de- you can bet and that Wade Graham wouldn't would have been exactly the type you need because I mean yeah, he would have gone in and you know he would have been clocking people high and all that borderline shit you can get away with in origin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well he's a tough kind of like you know make no mistake about it but um we'll see we'll see how uh, Frizzle Manizzle goes mm. and I'm Snoop's favourite player <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the, the sides as they line up very few very few changes I mean Nate Miles um, suffered a knee injury I believe on the weekend um, and so Jacob Lilliman comes in to replace him yep. uh, although Lilliman will replace the, the bench spot and then Josh Maguire will move up to start the game yep. uh, it's, it's funny in his day I was thinking Nate Miles in his day and age how you know, how he how he even fucking maintains a starting position and it just shows how good this Queensland side is that they can cover Nate Miles yeah. in the starting and not fucking suffer in, yeah. the, in the opening exchanges. Um, so yeah, Maguire starts with him on game day and so now, yeah, we have Jack, uh, Bryce Cartwright and Jack Bird have been reintroduced as development players for the New South Wales side, like, you know, I guess 18 and 19 uh, in the lineup. However, yes, it's uh, Frizzell comes in to replace uh, Wade Graham who came in to replace Boyd Cordner. Yep. So, what do you make of uh, the uh, the Wade Graham getting off thing? I was I was actually surprised, even though that it was clear that he had carryover points, and it was clear that he deserved to be to be um, cited and and have to front the judiciary and and therefore be suspended. Become conditioned over the years so much by the origin dream stories and the TBAs yeah. and like all that shit, you know, like that that he actually um, I thought you know he he may he may get off. It's look. It, he shouldn't have gotten off. Yeah. I'm not saying that he went out with any intent to hurt him. However, in any single game, that is bare minimum, grade one reckless. Yeah. Bare minimum. Yep. Um, those are the rules, and I'm, I'm actually happy that that we didn't have to put up with that that bullshit of favoritism around Origin. The judiciary is enough of a fucking quagmire without adding this shit to it. Yeah, in, in what it does. It is funny, though, but it does, um, it, it does um, say suck it to the, like, you know, a lot of the Queensland media, like, oh, you know, wait, Grant's front of the judiciary, oh, spoiler, you know, he gets off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, again, it's it's one game in, in the scheme of things, and from his perspective now, as long as he keeps playing good quality football, which he is doing for Cronulla, yep. week in, week out, um, it, it's interesting. This is the, the first year that these always been talked about in those origin realms. Yep. Um, but never from anyone in any sort of position of power. 
and I think this year he's been quieter uh, in terms of his his big mouth and his you know uh, yep. look look at me look at me shit um, and and he's actually let his football do the talking that's what earned him the the call up that and an injury but did you uh, see did you see the story about how he was he was off on the camp or whatever and he decided to, to kick on with like the leadership group or something like that and and as a result you know like Laurie Daly or someone was, was like that's it he's not fucking he's not cut out you know like like how dare he fucking this you know this what guy a, yeah how dare a, he attach go. himself yeah like so when you say leadership group you mean like, coaching uh, staff or players no, uh, both like you know senior players and so he yeah. he didn't know when his exit was yeah yeah he, he didn't know oh fuck I mean it's not like I mean I'm sure that if someone if it was if someone knew it was going to be a thing I'm sure someone could have given you a heads up and gone like alright mm. yeah. it's pretty fucking ordinary though Laurie Daly isn't that isn't that the, isn't that the, the key to, to young to, to young go-getters getting ahead yeah like they go out they you know, work drinks or whatever and they you know they get in the boss's ear and that's it you know on the, on the piss and then next thing you know Laurie Daly they're on the radar promotion you know promotion city turning New South Wales Rugby League into mean girls yeah, pretty much. Nice. So, look, given the side, I mean, Matt Moylan remains there. I mean, they that he was always a position, no matter how badly he did, and he wasn't like awful, but he just did some, he did some terrible things. But um, he was always going to be a pick and stick proposition. You can't bring a guy in for his debut and drop him out immediately. I mean, he wasn't yeah. the reason. That, I mean, he put the team under pressure at times, you know, with the handling, you know, of, you know, high kicks and stuff. But not like it's his job to fucking field high balls or anything it is it is his, it is his job but I mean he's you know he, there are people who need to support him when he's doing that I mean he, yeah let's he did drop you know drop something cold but yeah overall it wasn't like it was it wasn't like a, a Justin Hodges debut no you know what I mean like it wasn't that it wasn't that it bad a, I mean because complete because there were, there were there were some pressure situations but I'm I'm just trying to remember I don't think any of the any of the mistakes he made directly contributed to to points or anything like you know because it was such a low fucking scoring game yeah, exactly, try yeah, slide, yeah exactly so. but it, it was pressure which means it was time that we didn't have ball, the ball down the other exactly, end exactly and, and, and it cost attacking opportunities so. so but it was always going to be a pick and stick I don't think even if he went te- even went way worse I don't think it was going to be uh, they're not going to drop a kid like and destroy no. him you know for the future like that Blake Ferguson no very easy to slot him out should be gone it should be absolutely fucked off I mean especially with you know, Teddy making you know he's, he's back from injury seems to be alright I would have no problem slotting him in there. I know it's out of position, but I mean, you know, fullbacks have been playing on the wings, you know, since the fucking dawn of time. Yep. In representative fixtures, so. Yep. Other than that, you know, it's just this fucking issue at the hooker. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, halves, I think, deserve another guy around. Let's face it, they persisted with Pierce for so fucking long. And Hodkinson yeah. as well. I mean, he got, I mean, merely what he was there when the series they won. But, uh, you know, then he, had, he got another series out of that. But um, I just really hope, and, and unfortunately I haven't seen Reynolds do it much for South this year. I just really hope that somebody explains to them that they're supposed to be directing the team around. Mm. And they're supposed to be in charge. Yep. Don't, don't, don't worry about this. You're respecting your elders or anything. Exactly. It's... Farrow, fucking give him rope, he'll fucking be a cowboy. Yeah. Like, don't, don't let him. Yeah. I mean, lay down the law. You boys are in charge. Like even fucking Gallon and yep. all the other guys, just tell them where to go. Tell them what you need them to do, and to just fucking get on with it. Yeah, man up. It's a balls. Queensland at home. I'd, I'd, I'd say that unless it's rigged, I'd, I don't think that they'll they'll have a problem 
with this game. No. Dry conditions, you know, presuming presuming it's dry conditions or anything, I think Queensland will win. Yeah. At home, hard to beat. Look, the year, I don't the year think the team's we, good. The year we stopped the run, mm-hmm. there was more, you know, um, effort and passion in that yep. New South Wales performance yep. than I had seen in the previous years beforehand and I have seen since. Yep. You know, Agreed. and and when you look at the best of our best, especially in the forwards, you know, our starting forwards are no Matt Scott. No. Exactly. You know, so so we need to match them with their intensity yep. and rattle them very early if we're any hoping game to. Yeah, and honestly, you know, the some you know, the Something that could be you know, not the worst thing to happen for the side might be um, if you know someone might take might take out Fergie Ferg very early in the piece. Yep. And then shift Jennings to the wing and get Dylan Walker on or something. Ooh. I mean, give okay. give cut nine minutes. I mean, fucking give a centre nine minutes on the field. Don't pick him. Yeah. I would rather not pick him than give him nine minutes. Again. I can think of worse things than having Dylan Walker running on the edges. Yeah. So. I could think. I mean, Jesus. Even even the performance of Josh Morris in the first game. I would. I, would, I could even think Dylan Walker start him at centre. Yeah. And um. Yeah. And then Morris can go back to Desi, and then Desi can fucking stop crying over it. Yeah. But you know, for whatever reason, they've they've picked him there in that position, and if he gets nine minutes again, well, you know, fucking Egypt's. Mm. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And uh, had Ben R47, he's, he's tweeted a fucking lot this week, but he's um, over in the States. And he um, said, I don't know if it's because I'm in America, but when I look up Sportsmate, all the other apps show up, but the League one doesn't. That's an ordinary behaviour app store in America. Uh, my my suggestion would be to maybe change your location on the app store to Australia and then just grab the app and you know, flick it back if you have to. But I'm constantly flicking my app store location around depending on what I need. If you, need, so. if you need some help, can you give his iTunes logon to somebody in Australia to log on to and change the store location? Yeah, do you really think that's like that, that sort of that kind of level of step is necessary. I don't know. I don't know how Apple works, that shit. It's, a, it's, it's a, you know, you know how to change your location, all right? It's easy. You just scroll down the bottom of the page and there's a little flag in the bottom corner. Click oh, that. okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought you had to have a separate account. No, no, no. You just click it, just click the click the flag and then it's like, you know, which what's your, oh. what's your location and it just gives you a page of flags and just broken up to like, you know, Oceania or like, you know, Asia, yeah, you nice. know, whatever. So then just pick the one you, you are and, you know, sign in that way and do it that way. I mean, for things like, it, it won't work for things if you're trying to skirt like you know content bans like embargoes and like geo geo locking of content yeah like, you know, okay. like movies gotcha. yeah like tv shows and stuff like that unless you do it through like a vpn or something but for things like apps and stuff yeah certainly works fine podcasts especially you know that'll works as well I, I have to change my location now and then just to see if there's any reviews that are coming through on the english store or the yeah gotcha because you get people from england going, oh i did a review I was like, oh yeah but um Got to actually think about which country you might have reviewed us from, <laughs> and uh, there's there's hundreds of them. I don't really want to go through all of them. We, is there any obscure ones? Like, have we got any reviews on the Uzbekistani? 
Fuck Twine, I actually never checked out that <laughs> iTunes store, but if you have, I mean, I remember, I remember one day I looked at, I looked at the stats, this was years ago now, I looked at the stats and I was, um, like, looking down the real granular ones, like the countries, like there was like, you know, in the course of a year, there'd be like a download from like, you know, the Ukraine and, and there'd be a, a download from, you know, so, you know, 13 downloads from somewhere like, I don't know, I'm just trying to like, you know, Greenland. Fucking, like, yeah, some, somewhere we just think, fucking, yeah, you, I would never expect one, ever, <laughs> ever from there. What's going on there? Obviously trying, you know, there must be hackers or something, I don't know. But um, a lot of those obscure ones would actually be based on Mr. Wars, because he used to tweet us, you know, when he was moving around a bit, and uh, it'd be like, you know, I'm listening today, like, you know, in Greece, and I'm listening today in here, and, you know, yep. so he's clocking up downloads in countries. But, yeah, um, nice. But yeah, if you're in a, an obscure fucking country, i.e., not Australia, New Zealand, United States, UK, Japan. Because really Singapore. they're the only countries that matter. Well, they're the, they're the predominant ones where you've got expats and people, yep. you know, or you know, directly interested in, in the sport of rugby league. So if you're, if you're um, from outside of one of those, if you're in a really fucking interesting, weird place, uh, yeah, hit us up and let us know. Because, um, yeah, I'm curious to see if anyone's... <laughs> Anyone's from like a, oh, I really, I really want like a, a like a Chechnya or <laughs> like a, a former Soviet, <laughs> a former U- U- USSR province. I, mean, that's, I don't know why, but that's that, that's the one I really want to hit on. So hit us up if you're one of those. Yeah, nice, <laughs> comrade. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you if you want to get if you want to get legal, I've certainly changed your locale to the to the. Um, Australian iTunes store that should take care of your problem and if it doesn't let us know we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure out a way to get your sports mate league live fix nice Thursday night football the Brisbane Broncos 26 defeat the Canberra Raiders 18 Suncorp Stadium crowded just over 25,000 and uh, the Broncos points came from tries to Parker and a hat trick to Fluffy uh, Parker 4-4 four four conversions and a penalty goal the Raiders 18 came from a double to Kurt Baptiste aka Glenn Blakely. Uh, Blake Austin also with a try and Croker, three of three conversions. Yeah, somebody fucking drug test Kurt Baptiste. <laughs> like, this came on to start wrecking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Um, the, the, Especially yeah. when the form hooker for the side, like nothing was doing. Yeah, Where was well, Kurt Baptiste born? <laughs> <laughs> Um, he wasn't doing service. He's just like picking the ball up and just going rah, <laughs> <laughs> just trundling through. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. If they'd have had that sort of start to the game, I, I think it may have turned out to be a a, a pretty different encounter. Well, their start to they, the game wasn't. Their start to the game was fine. I mean, that game was like poised that <coughs> you know for. 30 minutes like mm. it was a long time in that first half and they had the upper hand for a time and it looked like they were they were over the top of the Broncos and then the Broncos turned around piled on some points and what ultimately amounted to a match winning yeah. lead in a very short period of time put the cue in the rack and uh, then you know Baptiste came on did his thing made added some respectability to the to the final and, score and that's the thing the, the Raiders started off and what really let them down was their fifth tackle options yeah you know there, there were multiple sets early, early in the game where they they didn't even find Caesar or Austin on the fifth, or even close to finding them, yep. um, and and really weren't able to build any pressure. And that's what you have to do against Brisbane. You can't you can't play the Brisbane Broncos set for set, yep. because they'll wear you down. And then with a couple of quick spreads, they've got too many attacking weapons that'll hurt you. Um, you know, Br- Brisbane's tries were very very soft. And funnily enough, the first three tries, none of them were halves created tries. No. 
Brisbane's best playmaker in that match was Corey Parker. Yep. And that's two games in a row now that, that Milford and Hunt have, have really been below average. Well, it's four so, games, and really, you know, I mean, the, the entire losing stretch, they've not been very good. Yeah, no, they haven't yeah. been, but, but yeah, it, um, but two in particular, I've seen where they've been almost missing, um, but that's the the yep. bonus you have of, of having that many rep players in the team. Yep. You know, you, you bitch and whinge and moan when they're out yep. for origin duty, but you also get those positive times when, when, when your halves are having having rough patches that they're the players that, that win you matches they're the players that step up yep. and take over um, fuck Canberra if they can figure out a way to play even the first 60 minutes the way they played like the last 20 um, they'll, yeah. they'll be very hard to stop but but they they're, they're, they're obviously not of the same calibre as the top level teams they're, they're going to win win games like they did last week and, and show that they can be scrappy and, yep. and come through. Um, but they've still got a fair bit of work to do to become a, a consistent consistent winning side. Adrian underscore Maitland. Uh, Freddie asked Hunt about Gillett and his response is, I love having him inside me. True story. Mm. At Kick It Mobile, don't tell me the Broncos going to the finals with Maranta and Eden in the back line. Ash, NRL suicide. <laughs> I see Eden has signed a two-year deal with uh, Castleford, I believe. Yeah, really? So his stint over here is um, rather short-lived. Uh, a God of Cheese AU. You know the Canberra Raiders are taking the piss when they make Darius Boyd look good. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm a big detractor of Fluffy and his team swapping and his, you know, and his endless devotion to Wayne Bennett and so forth. But you can't deny it. I mean, the dude's, you know, he's a fucking pretty good player. Yeah, not not like he has some some massive daddy and abandonment <laughs> issues or anything, but which I mean, yeah. put it this way, I mean he's not he's he's not putting his I mean he did trash a fucking hotel room that time, but I mean he's not he's not pissing you know his daddy issues down down the South African fucking greyhounds or you know <laughs> yeah. any of that shit. No, I I don't think he's he's as great as certain people want you to believe he is, but he's yeah. a very very solid fullback. Yeah, fucking uh, right. and understands the position well. Exactly, uh, Jim Man Bear Pig. I looked and there was a pale palm. His name was Eden and hell came with him. Hash revelation, hash second coming, hash Minto reborn. <laughs> Indeed. Um, the West Tigers at 30 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 14. Friday night football, a crowd of just a touch under 14,500 at um, ANZ Stadium. Tigers, tries to Moses, Simona, Nofaluma, Lawrence, uh, Nagama and Robbie himself. Moses, two of six conversions. And uh, he missed the penalty goal as well. Simone got one. Uh, the Rabbitohs, their 14 came from a double to Alex Johnson and a try to the wife-beating cunt hole Arva. And Reynolds, one of three conversions. Jeez, a good goal kicker, that Reynolds, though. Fucking origin, origin-level origin goal kicker. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Since he got selected, he can't buy a fucking goal. Yeah. The, uh, I hope it's not a precursor, but his, his kicking game was, was very, very poor yep. during that game. Uh, and unfortunately, his team didn't do him any favours. There's some cases where you can make a bad kicking game better than it is yep. with sensational chase. Yep. And the the rest of his team just, just didn't do it. The the bad kicks were, were made worse by just having no pressure put on the recipients. Um, the West's first two tries were, were a very, very good start. Yep. Um, but they they really just didn't seem to know how to click and and put the sword through them and, and go on with it from that early start and the the rabbits as as ordinary as they were 
there were there were times when when they still looked to be directly in the contest. Yep. And I think the thing that got the West Tigers home was the their discipline. They had a very very good game with the football in hand. They made very few errors. They gave away uh, not a great amount of penalties. Yep. And that's what really stopped South being able to get back into the contest because they weren't going to do it themselves. And South and, and South aren't that team this yeah. year. They're no. not. They're not the team that's going to be able to you know settle into a grind and and uh, and complete their sets and, and that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and and it was yeah silly mistakes all night. Like you know Naguama is a very very elusive player. You know and he had those yep. games at the beginning of the season where it looked like he was going to run around anybody that came at him three times and yep. and score tries every match, but. You know, South, for some reason, constantly, every time he had the ball, would have one player rush out and shoot out of the line at him. Yeah. And, and in the form he's in now, he's going to step or evade most people coming at him one-on-one. Yep. Uh, and they, they didn't learn. But fucking West Tigers fans, salute. See what happens when uh, all of a sudden your halves... Robbie knows his fucking role and... Yeah. Yeah. Shock horror. Your halves get to decide how the game unfolds and... You look like a, a polished attacking rugby league side. Yeah, and I mean they'll have to they, they'll have to keep executing. I mean they just they 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 benefited from the fact they managed to you know pull it off mm. this time. I mean if they if they continue being given a responsibility and they keep pulling it off, then great. Yeah. Look, you know, and again, South South gave them a lot of a lot of possession and dropped a lot of ball. Yeah. But they were able to execute and turn it into points. Exactly. And you've seen plenty of games where where the West Tigers and and other teams in the same situation haven't been able to convert into points. Yep. And uh, and it cost them. Yep. Um, where are we? The Warriors fifty defeats Newcastle Knights fourteen. <laughs> Hunter Stadium, Hunter Stadium. Fuck. Even no matter how bad the Knights were going, like Hunter Stadium used to always be a place where they could maybe get an upset. Uh, just over twelve thousand in attendance, so the crowds are definitely starting to suffer. Um, especially considering it was an afternoon game. Uh, the uh, Warriors fifty tries to um, double to Vetti. Uh, four tries to Fusatua, Vatavai, Thompson, and Carter. Also with tries, uh, Sean Johnson, five or six conversions, and I think Luke had uh, three shots for two goals as well. Um, the Knights, their 14, came from uh, tries to uh, Sione Matautia, Brendan Elliott, Hodkinson, two of two conversions, and a penalty goal. wonder if at the end of the year there will be a marked difference in the for and against of teams that played the Knights twice and teams that played them once. It's possible, hey? And whether that's going to cost anybody a final spot. Yeah. Could we say that some teams are in the top eight Based on the virtue of the fact that they played Newcastle twice. Well, even, well t- but you even take it back a step and just teams that play them twice and get two wins. That's yeah. two competition points that they might not otherwise have if they were playing Definitely. against someone else, you know? Like, Definitely. Yeah. Should, should there be a curve or a handicap system <laughs> for the final eight? It's like Knights, games against the Knights don't actually get, you don't <laughs> accrue any points or something. <laughs> Half points, sorry. <laughs> You get a nice badge and, yeah. and a certificate. Funny thing with this one, the Knights were kind of like, you know, I don't want to say they were in it, but they were kind of like, they were kind of in it for a little while in this game. Like, oh, the, 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 50, the 50 came out of nowhere in the end. I mean, like, I was, like around like half time, I probably wouldn't have guessed 50. No. You know what I mean? No. But, um, yeah, that second half, though. That yeah. Some... The, the, the Knights have, and they've, they've done it all season, in, in patches, in games. Yep. They've looked competitive, and if you took that you know, two- or three-minute cross-section as a representation of their season, they'd, they'd look to be a, a much better team than they are. But um, fucking old mate Jake Mamo graduated from the pippy long-stocking school of rugby league. Yeah, what do you call that? 
That's like oh, fuck. Yeah. Look, some Pre- presumably like that you find that more distasteful than like a man bun. No, no, oh. no, no. And let me tell you why. Because that shows that he's put a little bit of time and effort in. Because that shit ain't easy to it's do. Personal grooming shit. Yeah. Right <laughs> um, or he has very attentive uh, younger sister. Yeah. Or old granny that yeah. you know gets him confused <laughs> with the daughters and he just yeah. sits there patiently. <laughs> um, but fuck, I tell you what, you can doubt anything you want about that cunt. You cannot doubt his effort. Yeah. Like in in a team that's getting royally pounded, mm-hmm. he's still the bloke who's. Um, you know, chasing balls through and, and trying to jump over the dead ball line and get them in and yep. rushing up on, on every single play. So, um, out of that night's team, he he would be one of probably three players, I'd say, could could effectively, you know, at the end of this year, say, okay, well, well I want to seriously look at another club. Yep. And, yep. and they're big clubs that, that are willing to look on him just based on that effort. Yep. Um, Colga Jr., the crucial knock-on to set up the second to last try. <laughs> it was his great contribution for the game. But the yeah, the, the Warriors all of a sudden seem to realise that that they have some very big strike weapons out wide, and yep. that Sean Johnson's going to draw two defenders every time he runs the ball, and they took full advantage of that. Exactly, and it's, you know, it's it's just really hard to assess against a team like the Knights. Mm. But it, I mean, it's certainly it's positive positive signs for the Warriors, and they're uh, they're starting to turn around, starting to get some wins. Um, you know, they got the Origin affected win over over the Broncos um, prior to that. So look, you know, if they can start stringing it together, maybe that potential that we all you know thought was there, maybe maybe it is after all. Because fuck, it didn't look good a month ago, mm. but now you know they're starting to look like they can play again. Yeah, maybe there's a coaching coaching masterstroke, dropping players and punning them off. Mm, maybe. Mm. Uh, D. Matea, good opposed session for the Warriors today. It's safe to say the Knights are the other buy round. Hash, uh, SOS run continues. Mm. Uh, so underscore pwned. This be what it's like to be a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers. Can't wait for the Knights to get the number one draft pick. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Boy 887 Really now, this is beyond unprofessional, and you, uh, you sent this to the Knights. Uh, time to leave the NRL and give the per- give Perth a go. <laughs> NRL Knights Warriors and yeah, send it to us as well. When you tweet your own team like that, I wonder if he got blocked by his team for that. Because let me tell you, the Manly guy, he start, he's blocked a couple of like fairly financial season ticket holders who will not be renewing. Yeah, <laughs> their, you know that's that's fucking bad form. Oh, did, I've, I've often I've said that these that the digis like club digis are like yep. fucking monkeys, man. Like. It's, you know, look, you, they get put in those jobs because they they they're right for exploitation. They love football. They have such a passion for rugby league and working in rugby league that they put themselves in a position where they've got to work. You know, work seven days a week. Um, you know, be basically yeah, you know, be slaves for low wage, and um, they do it because they love the game. And so they're basically just you know, sweatshop workers. But the one thing you can't do is you can't catch feelings over tweets and shit like that. You just got to be able to fucking. Yeah, you mute people if you like. Yep. The fuck that you know they don't know anything about it, but when you start blocking people, uh, yeah, especially you, know, you want to be really selective. Especially you don't want to get people who got followers um, or followings, I should say, and you don't want to get people who you know that you happen to be is, a member of a large online social media community that talks mm-hmm. often about rugby league. Exactly. Exactly. So um, yeah, pretty. I mean, like I understand. Oh yeah, oh, you know, we don't have to listen to that bullshit. Yeah, that's true. You don't. However, well, no, you do. 
it's your fucking job, yeah. actually. I mean, if you want to be, have a presence on social media, yeah. you've got to take the good you know with what? the bad. Yeah, you know? block, block people for, for hate speech, racism, sexism, yeah, yeah. bigotry. Yep. Yep. Go well, your hardest. But if, if you can't accept that people are going to be pissed off after a loss... Yeah, and need and need to vent, and you're providing them a forum in which to do so. Yeah. So yeah, so Billy Boy, hit us up, man. I want to. I want to know if the the knights actually blocked you, or if they're actually um, let us know. Yeah, reasonable. Mm. Paramount Eels twenty two defeated the Gold Coast Titans twelve at TIO up in Darwin. Um, crowd of just under eight thousand, and the Eels twenty two that came from tries to Bevan French, Michael Gordon, Casey Pritchard, Gordon three three conversions, and a couple of penalty goals. The Titans twelve came from a double to uh, Anthony Don, and of course one to right in the passy. And uh, they didn't kick a goal all day. Tyron Roberts missed with his only attempt, and Ashley Taylor missed a couple as well. Origin level kickers. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it was a look. Parramatta had the had the right intention starting off. You know, Bo Scott was was full of energy early and and put some good pressure on, but they they just couldn't convert that into points, and they let some silly penalties creep in, and they gave the Titans a fairly easy road to to being two tries up. Um, the the Titans again took their turn. This was one of those games that really went on on the whistle and the handling yep. errors, um, and and they gave Parramatta plenty of chances that that they then turned into points. And and the you know the, the next points were, were from a kick out on the full. It was yep. it was an Origin le- you know level scoreline at that stage without Origin level excitement. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the the Eels are look the. They're starting to string a couple together, and and they've obviously got some talent in in different positions, but there is something missing in that club from when they came out at the beginning of the year. Yep. And I'm not talking about the 12 points, and I'm not talking about Kieran Foran, but there's something in terms of mentality and what they're doing week in week out. Yeah, but those things could yeah you know, they those things very easily could be the answer to that though too you know. Yeah, did. the reason why you know. Yeah, but but again, there's something that they they need to be able to find a way and. And this is what I said about Penrith last year when they had all those injuries. Yeah. You know, yeah, you've got you've got injuries and you've got excuses, but at the end of the day, you're you're a professional sporting organisation. Yep. And so I'm not saying it's something they need to fix right away or, or they're not worth their paychecks, but it's definitely something they've got to bring to a head before end of season. Yep. They need to be recapturing that form to to start off next year. But yep. um, I would really love to have seen the Titans go on with this one. Um, I've been enjoying watching them play football and and think they they probably deserved the win based on based on the quality of football but uh Parramatta just had too much strike power around in different places and and goal kicking massive problem as well. I mean yeah. like if yeah you know, they could have got some yeah, jagged a couple of goals and those tries would have made the you know, the road look a little bit tougher to mm. you know. Like the the Gold Coast have never looked at home chasing points in a big way. No. They're they're that team that's gonna either be be in front and go. You try for try, yeah. Uh, or, or snag, snag one late on. But they, when when they were a couple behind and, and they were chasing points hard, they were just forcing too many passes and and just looked well out of sorts. Yep. Uh, Slippy underscore eel with the tweet from this one. The eels roll on. Hard not to marvel at smooth Corey and how he turns props into great house partners. Ash <laughs> dream the dream. And Corey, I, I swear, Corey Norman's never going to have a bigger fan than I, mate. <laughs> the Melbourne Storm 46 defeats the Sydney Roosters nil at Allianz in front of a crowd of 8,500. And uh, this one. What a miserable situation. The Storm's 46 came from uh, a hat trick to Vunivalu. 
Kevin Proctor, Ryan Morgan, uh, double to Cooper Cronk, Cameron Munster also with a try, uh, Cameron Smith, seven of eight conversions, and uh, the Roosters, fucking nothing. Ba-boo. Fucking Munster. <laughs> Hasn't he turned into a little bit of a solution? All-time record super coach score, I think, for that. Yeah. I, think, I think he got like 180 something. Anyone who captained Munster, they fucking easily won their super coach fixture on this weekend. Right there. I'll tell you what, you, you talk about, you know, the pillars of, of different different aspects of the game. Yep. The Melbourne Storm, just just their efficiency in how they go about their jobs and the motivation that their players show yep. for every single minute and every single play of that game um, is, is better than any other team hands down. If you if you think back, there were actually a lot of people that had the Melbourne Storm missing the top eight this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, based on based on the fact that, you know, no Billy Slater and and some new Getting faces. Old and, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the, the big two now are a step yep. slower and and whatnot. But they've they've just come out and, and showed that like okay, they're through just, you know, Pure. Bell, yeah, Bellamy's cunt and he breeds cunt players, but fucking, you know, can coach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can get guys that you would consider to be ordinary players. He can fucking mm. get them up for a contest. Yeah. And um, just and just make... Obviously, he just makes their job so easy on the field. Like, okay. just gives them a real simple mission for them to execute. Makes it breaks it down, makes their job easy for them. Yep. And, and they do it and it all becomes part of this whole machine that just rolls on nice. Like, when's the last time the Corabetti Corridor was really open for business? This year, but, like, you know, still coming, you know, we're talking, like, you know, probably a month, and, month or so ago, yeah? No, 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 but, but like, really old-school style. Yeah, well, it was just, like, start of this year. Start of this yeah, season, okay. yeah. Yeah, So, in in terms of of how they go about it, it's just, again, you, you talk about little little things doing well. Yep. E- even at full-pace breaks, yep. you look at that Melbourne Storm, and I don't think you would have seen more than one pass that didn't land on a chest. Yeah. When when they're running around, they just I would argue that they would still do some very basic skills training very often. Just that oh, for sure. complete repetitive, more so than any other team. Um, absolutely beautiful to see Ferguson directly fuck two tries. <laughs> to see to see it was almost uh, poetic. Yeah, when the ball dropped and he was swearing on the way down. Yeah. And then he just face hit the grass. <laughs> that oh, that yeah, could could ask beautiful for redemption, yeah. redemption yep. for fantastic the redemption for karma for Team Karma. And uh, you know, Corabetti stopped him once. Did you see that stop Corabetti had on him? Yeah, yeah. Ferguson was in and away. Corridor right there, fucking yeah. <laughs> but with one forearm yeah. around his waist, <laughs> just pulled him back in is a fucking monster but yeah. Um, yeah the result was never in doubt Melbourne were always going to take this one Cruzy 06 Vunavali the X Factor tonight hash team Gunigugu uh, sexy underscore Bethany 97 just you wait until Pierce and Cordner come back the Roosters will surely make the finals hash <laughs> undefeated asterisk Gunigugu yeah is a fucking classically beautiful man <laughs> Oh, you're coming off a lot like fucking real dad. Oh, fuck. Hey. I'm enough to put this on Front Street. He's a beautiful man. I'm just happy he's uh, achieving for my super coach side. <laughs> I'll just keep racking up the points. You know, they did Jake and fucking Ogle, yeah. Um, at Wally Frogmore, Tupo is a myth. There's your individual player decline. Word. Mm. 
Freak09. How does Tupo keep his job? Is he Ben Eichening Trent Robinson's daughter? Well, <laughs> <laughs> they fucking turned. Penrith Panthers 31, defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 24 at Brookvale, a crowd of just over, just under, sorry, 12,500. Uh, Panthers 31 came from tries to Peachy, Mansour, uh, Cleary, Wallace, Latu, and DWZ. Um, conversions, Peter Wallace, the 3 or 4, Matt Mullen missed with his two attempts, uh, but he got a field goal. Uh, Manly's 24 came from a double to Dylan Walker, Tommy Turbo, and Tafua also with tries. Uh, Walker, Walker, 3 or 4 conversions and a penalty goal, and some of those conversions were like fucking touchline shit too. I've never seen him take a Man. kick, I never knew he could kick. Do you want to review the first half, I'll review the second half. <laughs> This game, I never, I never thought at any stage that Manly were going to win this game, and I, and, and I, at any stage that I did think they were going to win this game, not going into it, the second, the second that Soward wasn't involved in the game, <laughs> I, I had no, no, no thought that ever that they would win the game. Um, it was good to see Dylan Walker kind of blow out the cobwebs or blow out the the bullshit around you know nine minutes in the fucking Origin game with all mm. the fucking ridiculous fucking hand wringing and overreaction from that. Um, I was good to see Tommy Turbo. I mean, like he's always talking about, oh, you know, he's fullback, he's the heir apparent, blah blah blah. But I mean, fuck, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be happy going forward with him and Walker being the centres combination. To be honest, I, mean, I reckon he, he goes. I'll tell you what, he's a guy that I'd rather see in a Blues jersey than Fogey Fogue. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I don't know if he's ready for that, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it's the thing. I'd rather see a fucking inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> I'd rather see fucking Mr. Hanky on the wing. I mean, fuck. Like, I'd, I'd rather. How old is he? I'd rather see Chapo on the like, wing. Mean, you know, anyone. How old is Toddy? Who? Turbo. Turbo. Oh, oh fuck. He's, um. Name is. Young. He's not even 20 yet. He's not even Corey Oates' age. I don't know how fuck old I don't know how old Corey Oates What's is. What's Corey Oates? 22. I, I, I couldn't tell you anything about Corey Oates. Yeah. Except the fact that, you know, Sam likes to blow him because he makes mad mad cash. Or was making mad cash on the first try score of shit. He's a busted asshole at the moment. He ain't an <laughs> yeah. earner. Yeah, that's right. Ain't an earner. And you forget, and you do forget a couple of beats in a row, you know, you forget that you might have won your $600 at start, but you start losing $10, $20 a week. You forget that shit, even though you're still financially far ahead, like way ahead. But um, yeah, the the beats pile up and you just, you you forget the good times real quick. Oh man, if you never thought at any stage that Manly were going to win this game. Yep. You've never experienced what it's like to be a Penrith fan and go into games that by all rights you should be all over. <laughs> Only to find yourself down by 20 points. <laughs> Very early in the game. Um, that first half. The first half was absolutely fucking horrible by Penrith. And and I, I'm a little bit concerned that the focus is going to be on the, the brilliant comeback win. Yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, brilliant comeback win, and the performance was great, and it was this, but that that first half was absolutely abysmal, yep. and it was stupid decisions, it was lazy fucking work, it was not doing something because I oh, yeah someone else will do it. Yeah, yeah, it was all the things I hate seeing in my football team, um, and and we were fortunate. More than anything. Look, Penrith, like, don't get me wrong, Penrith, Penrith are a fucking bad team. Yeah. Manly's just worse. <laughs> but Penrith are a fucking, they're a bad football team and they need, they put, like, any other team in the comp, I mean, you know, with the exception of perhaps Newcastle, I think even East, <laughs> with, you know, with that with that lead, would have held it because, yeah. 
Manly last year would have held it. I mean, uh, a team you know with strength and conditioning from Donny Singe would have uh, would have would have held it. This is this fucking late game business. This Dan Ferris fucking gobshite from from mm. the Titans they got. Mate, it's he's not working. Well, not looking fit. Not looking like you can finish games off. This is it for both teams. There there were meters to be had all over the place upfield. Yep. There, yep. there was no resistance by either team yep. to, to any sort of attacking rates. But if you look at the stats in the first half, Manly completed at 91% yep. in the first half. And you had 69% of possession. Yeah, and that was the and that, and that was basically the difference. In the second half, I mean, Penrith would have. I, mean, I don't know what their first half completions were, but I remember them making a lot of well, mistakes. Our, our first half completion was seventy five percent. Yeah, and I mean that would have been it should have been significantly higher in the second half yeah. because just that's what's the way it felt. It was yeah. completed sets. That's all. That's and, all you did. And the game ended up at fifty five forty five possession. Yep. And you guys went from completing ninety one to seventy eight percent. Yep. At the end of the you game, you went from what seventy five. We to went what? from seventy five to eighty four. Yep. And so it, it realistically, with the the second half was a mirror of the first. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and and we can't count on teams handing us that much possession with yep. with mistakes and, and errors every week. Um, positives obviously was good for for Cleary to get out and and have a win, and and especially to get over himself and, and score a try. I think that would have done a lot for his confidence. Um, but you know the. One of the bigger concerns I've got is Wonga Blake. There are a couple of decisions he made that... He's not a favourite for the Penrith fans at all. You know what? If if it could be that um, this was his first season playing rugby league... Yeah. And he'd come from a fucking curling background... (laughs) And he was still trying to get a feel for the game... (laughs) Then there were a couple of those decisions he made and, and the defensive reads and the... The jumping for balls that he didn't yep. need to jump for and yep. knocking on um, yep. that, that you'd forgive, but he's been part of successful, you know, reserve grade under twenty sides for yeah. for long enough yep. that he shouldn't be making those sorts of errors in the top grade. He's had enough first grade now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, well, they call him like Wonga Bean. The Pen- Penrith fans call him. That's like come from Penrith fans. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and look, we, we've been, we've been spoiled for choice with some outside backs yeah. in recent years, and for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So to have somebody out there that that is just such a fucking klutz is <laughs> it just it it, it's it boggles the mind though that you don't have anyone better at the moment, even from. Well, any, I mean, you must. Has fucking Mrs. Jennings gone off, Dick? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's she doing? I mean, fucking Julie Birch doesn't have a problem putting <laughs> exactly. producing new ones with never. <laughs> Imagine a scissoring between Burgess and Mrs. Jennings. <laughs> Create Fast some aggressive sort of... place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, surely there's, there's got to be another fucking Jennings we can get out there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, hurry up. We'll make one, fuck. <laughs> maybe that's it. Gus, fuck the centre of excellence. Is that like an alien queen situation? Yeah. Fucking, just yeah. have some Mrs. Jennings lab where she's in a cave somewhere and you, <laughs> you just advance cloning out of her womb. <laughs> fuck. Oh, the real Jedi. 
Super coach Trent Barrett loves to blame injuries. Up 24-4, injuries not a problem then. Mental errors, game control, come back to coaching. Word. And uh, I saw an article this week saying that, um, what was it? I forget the, the, the wording of it, but it was like, Scott Penn has, has had uh, has had a talk to Barrett saying you know like yeah results driven business you know that sort of you know that that ballpark sort of thing so you know fingers crossed Manly fans um before too long you might get the ass and I don't care who goes in otherwise well that would, um Jamie Burek said that in an interview or in a comedy no, made oh, as well there was uh, no the uh, Darcy Lussick said something about results driven business and like feeling the pressure or something like that and that's great too because you're a potato as well Lussick you should never come back um <laughs> wow. I'll tell you. Jesus. Players, I mean, the, the manly curse is that, you know, players go and they just, their careers die. I mean, we've seen it with Glenn Stewart, what Mo, Kieran Four, and like, mm. it, it happens all the time. I mean, even guys that, you know, almost thrived, like, you know, Hiku and, and Farre, where are they at the moment? Dead. Like, they can't, even right. get, they can't even get on the field, really. I mean, like, you know, the injury, oh, how much injury time has he spent? And, yeah. and Hiku's gone, well, has he gone for a year? Did he, is he season? Yep. Yeah, so it's like the curse manifests in I mean, it robs you of your career or robs you of your of your fit of your fitness or you know ability uh, to play the rugby league. No, like well, helps. No, that's so correlation is not causality. I'm they've, telling you, this, go, this goes back to this goes back to Phil Blake. We're talking people. We you go back to the 80s. It's just, it's an unbroken streak. Yeah, but they've gone to the biscuit capital of the world. The only the only player who's who's really thrived since leaving Manly and he left very early like he you know not a lot of first grade before he left and that was um, Letters back in the day Brent Kite had a good end yeah <laughs> yeah fucking yeah. substandard substandard yeah. injury retiring well before the end service. of the season great service I love Brent Kite he's fucking it's such um, a good guy yeah, it's uh look I, I actually really hope Jamie Soward's back in the side um I, I, I don't wouldn't think- if I were you I wouldn't I don't think Bryce Cartwright's an answer in the harms. No, he's not. But I mean, at least let the you know, I, w- I would wait and see. You know, like just let let the team gel and like see what they could be without mm-hmm. him first, and then because you don't take a drastic step like that of dropping a guy just no, to bring him, just to bring him back. You know what I mean? Like you got to give him some consequences. You know, make it a little while, see what becomes. I mean, if you come, if you turn around your next game because you're not playing this week, if you, if you come around next week and you get absolutely fucking slaughtered by whoever you're playing, play Souths. Well, yeah, okay. So you get say you get slaughtered by South, yeah. then yeah, okay. Take a good hard look and go. Maybe if we, uh, yeah, yeah. And if it was like Reynolds kicking game, or you know, or it's, you know, it just absolutely yeah. destroyed you, yeah. And you needed a guy that you know to put the ball into corners and stuff, you know. Then then you can go. Well, yeah. fuck, you know, South might have been useful in this occasion. I, but, I don't. I'm not sure Jamie South is ready to be put out to pasture yet. And I, I think he does have like again. There's been a couple of games this year where his boot got it home for yeah. us, but um, I'm I'm not ready to give up on. Uh, Pew 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 yet. He's a, the dream. The, he's 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 used by date has come at Penrith, and he's got a, you know another two years to give a, another club. <laughs> two good years, and then he's used by date will go up then, and uh, and so on. He's like a he's like a pinch hitter, except like on a you know two <laughs> two year scale. <laughs> um, ben R forty seven. Tom T- Trevojevic. Why don't you call him Turbo? You fuck it. Uh, had an amazing game in my opinion, even though his huge run got called back. Yeah, it was disappointing that got called back. He was he must have got injured or something too. He was looking like he's pretty busted by the end of it. But um, he's he's got heart. But fuck, he's like a like a baby giraffe out there too. I mean, dude needs to put some size on because he can he, he can get fucking manhandled a bit. Yeah. Um, where are we? The Doggies, 34, defeat the Dragons, 16. ANZ, crowd just over 20,000. Monday afternoon game uh, by virtue of the Queen's birthday. Long weekend, I believe it was, down there. Um, fucking seemed like everyone was off on Monday. 
Everyone was except except crazy. us. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, Thirty-four for the doggies. Came tries to Parrot, Leisha, Mbai, Rona, Hopawate, and Josh Reynolds. Carrot Holland four of six conversions and a penalty goal. And the uh, Dragons uh, had a double to man. Uh, Tyson Frizzell also a try with one of two conversions and a penalty goal. And uh, yeah, the prevailing narrative that came out of this game, depending on who you support was that this game was was decided by the refereeing decisions. Ref's fault, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see a bit of that. And there was a very interesting call. You saw I'm, the hand of God. I agree with that. I saw the, the rule book. And, yeah, I saw the rule book and everything as well. And, they, and the rule clearly has provision there. Like, you cannot purposely... Mm-hmm. Throw the ball up and then you know run th- over the line, run through the line, collect yeah. it, and, you know, like as if you're doing like a chip kick to yourself. That's it. However, if the ball gets knocked out, of you, you know, for, you know thing, or you don't intend to the ball to be passed that way or whatever, yeah, then and you can recover it before it's then it's fine. And according to the rule book, I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with it. A lot of people fucking did though. It, it was the world's biggest juggle. Yeah. If someone goes to pass you the ball, yeah, and you catch it, and juggle it, just goes, it boop, yep. regather it again, play on, yeah, you know. All's fair. When that juggle is um, like a three metre thing, you know, then you know, if, or whatever. He, if he'd have gone, if he'd have gone to juggle it, dropped it, yep, and then was fast enough to think about it and stick his foot out to kick it, yep, would have been play off, yep. You know, there's there's rules and, and provisions for this, so I'm I'm in the same camp as you. And I'll put it so you, you like you guys know, you know how how gladly I'll fucking stick the boot into T Rex, <laughs> gladly. But I'm saying nah. It's all good, man. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy with it. I mean, there's you know, the dragons were in it for a while though. I'll oh, give the, them that. The dragons had a, a very very good start. It was it was pretty obvious to see that the dogs had gone away from their usual game plan. Yep. Uh, and I'd be very interested to know whether it was a conscious decision and was was an intentional way to play, or whether the only thing they were given was a little bit of a longer leash. Yep. By Des. Um, or maybe if you know some some things that they were now allowed to trial and, and see how they worked out took away from their standard game of just bash 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 dominate up the middle and yep. and then look for opportunities. Um, the the issue was that they got they got into that mindset that teams do, and you know Penrith are guilty of it. A couple other teams are guilty of it. That as soon as some of that broken play and that that off the cuff play leads to points. You start going for it every single set, yep. and and after they'd scored points, the the next two sets they they absolutely destroyed uh, excellent attacking raids with good field position and the ability to set up some pressure with silly passes or, or throwing the ball over the sideline. So um, it's it was an interesting way to see them play, and and they've definitely got the personnel for it. Their yep. their forwards have that that skill to be ball playing forwards yep um, and you know what was it the, the first one Cass- Cassiano to T-Rex to, to yep. chip in it was you know sight to behold and, and I'm I'm all for players developing outside of their normal skill range yeah yeah same. To, to surprise defences um, but it it really wasn't until the second half that I think that the dogs looked looked comfortable with where the game was at uh, and and it was entertaining footy, if if not technically brilliant. Yep. yep. Uh, and 
and I'm, I don't think the the Dragons really knew how to combat it. I think they came in expecting the Bulldogs to play one way, and they just completely surprised them, and the adaptability wasn't there for the Dragons, unfortunately. Giannis underscore Mateus. I'm not normally hash ref's fault, but if it wasn't for the refs, we would have beaten the Dogs and be leading the comp. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe overreach. <laughs> the base chapo. What a great long weekend it's been. Great weather topped off with the salty goodness of Dead V fans' tears. Hashtag the system works. BNR47. I'm not a Dogs fan, but I love watching them play because prop is my favourite position and they have James Graham and Clemmer. I don't know if it's weird for props to be a favourite position, but I'm a huge great James Graham fan. Oh. Me too. I mean, it was like last, I think it was last season or the season before. I was like, you know, if it's a player that's outside of my team, mm-hmm. I'd love that for my team. Yep. James Graham would have been that guy. I mean, I've yep. gone off him. haven't gone off him, but yeah, not as much, you know, yeah. love for him over the last little while. But uh, yeah, there was a time where I felt the same way. I, I love James Graham as the thinking man's prop forward. Like he's, he, he's not he's not a, a thug he's not a caveman he's so that time you like actually like bit Billy Slater's ear <laughs> man gets hungry <laughs> intelligent man gets hungry sometimes big dog got to eat or... <laughs> um, even so much so now that you know I love it every time he goes up to talk to a referee yeah he's, he's got the the butler hands <laughs> he's right behind his back doesn't move those fuckers yeah. he's uh, he's phenomenal Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 13 defeat the North Queensland Cowboys 10 at Reclaim Australia Stadium. Uh, crowd just over 13,000. Sharks 13 came from a uh, try to Valentine Holmes. Uh, a hat trick of penalties <laughs> to James Maloney. A conversion of field goal to Maloney as well. Um, the Cowboys, they had a try to, their 10 points, a try to Winstein. Uh, two penalties to Thurston and a conversion. Yeah, it was fucking sickening to see Laurie Daly's. Selections in action yeah, that night. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember there, there was one point where the Origin Bolter Wade Graham, yep, um, gives away a penalty, then gets his team marched ten meters. Yep. Four tackles later, Lachlan Coote, who's never even been in consideration for a State of Origin <laughs> jersey, yep. sets up a beautiful fullback try. <laughs> to to put his team ahead, so fucking Matt Moylan must have photos of Laurie Daly blowing a goat <laughs> for him to be in that team. Um, this this was always going to be a close one, just because these two teams have such a similar style of football. Yeah, yeah. They're, they've just got these big rolling forward packs that get in and just eat up meters, and then um, you know North Queensland's obviously based around. Thurston, whereas the the Sharks are more based around their speed man on the edge. Yep. Um, but the the Sharks, I thought, won this game very well because they didn't get it easy. You know, with, without. And saying, they looked. They looked. They were well out. I thought. I felt like they were well out of this game. Yeah. Like at the, in the first, you know, first thirty minutes or something yep. like that. I thought the Cowboys were going to roll them easily. Mm-hmm. This is the way it felt like the running of the, the you know the general flow of things. Mm. But um, so I will give them credit. They did sort of you know they dig in there and they they, they stopped it. And not only that, they managed to. You know, it's a pretty dour sort of encounter where you know you, you know, rugby union style kicking your way to victory. Yeah. However, they had a slender lead that could have easily been well, over overrun by you know yeah. the same way that the Cowboys won the grand final. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they held on through that, and uh, yeah, got it done. The the Sharks have have been a team that always you know people to throw clashes out there. Oh yeah, they'll they'll be in for the grind, but they've never been a team that was in for the contest. 
Yeah. They were happy for the grind mm-hmm. to just be set for set, hit up, hit up, hit up, hit up, and they'd, they'd hang tough with the best of them. Yep. But in this game, they really looked like they were in for the contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they won this game on, on the back of their defence. We've seen teams like the Broncos lose very important games because they just tried yep. to defend out a lead. But the way the Sharks defended this, there was nothing nothing conservative about the defence. Yep. There was nothing hesitant about it. They just... Okay, we, we're going to put you in the corner and we're going to keep you there. Yep. And then the Cowboys, with some of the best attacking players in the games and some of the most powerful forwards in the game, were getting to the 40 metre line on their best sets. And those sets as well, they were like, yes. they were three tackles in and they're on their 10 metre line and then they'd get like one or two good runs to get them to that 40 as well. Yeah. I mean, there were sets where they were yeah, looking it, fucked. So um, for, for the Sharks, that'll give them a lot of confidence. Um, I wonder if the, the merchandising department's come up with a, a limited edition T-shirt or... They beat the premiers or yeah, something like that, yeah. It, uh, but, um, no, the, they look very good, and, and you'd almost guarantee that those teams will meet in a, a semi or or later, um, based purely on that form. Yeah, I mean, at the midway point of the season form, yeah. I couldn't fucking believe it if, if Cronulla get into the grand final. Yeah. The two years in a row... That the Cowboys are in a final, that I'm, that that'd be my preferred winning team. Yeah, I can't I fucking just, believe it. It's just it's, it's the horror, though. <laughs> I mean, like you know, people, people, you know, people getting shot, and you know, there's people in poverty and everything. I mean, the horror of having to support the Cowboys two years in a row. I, I, I don't know if I could bear it. No, fuck. And I'm not even, and, and I'm not even, I'm not even slagging you. I'm saying that's a fucking terrible situation I'm, to be look, in. I'm, I'm happy that at least I. Yep. I can take the Lachlan Coot being a Penrith Juniors thing as my denial as to why I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have, to, I have to settle this time. Oh, yeah, well, Glenn Hall was, you know, the greatest player in the history of the Cowboys when he was up there for a couple of years. <laughs> it's obviously his his work ethic and still didn't got them over that premiership hump. Yeah, no. Clearly. <laughs> um, where are we? Cruzy 6 After that win for the Sharks, I can't wait to see another limited edition memorabilia release. Hash June Premiers. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Very, very hateful and bitter towards the Sharks. And he's not, they don't, didn't even play the dogs this week. Do the Sharks start with Sharapova and Lance Armstrong, or do they come off the bench when all Pep tied it up? Ah, <laughs> pop. Sharks deserve the win tonight. Cowboys weren't good enough at the end when they had a few chances. Still don't rate the Sharks. Mm. I, I, I still don't either. And that must be a, 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 an historical thing. I just, I still, I was not sure how they're going to be at the end of the season when the games really count against these sides that have that extra gear. I'm just wondering if they're like the Dragons, you know, just post, yeah. you know, at the end of Bennett's reign or just post Bennett, where they had this amazing grind and they could um, take out 90% of the teams with it. But then when it came to finals, when teams found an extra leg and went up another level, yeah, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't go with them, yeah. So I'm just wondering if that's going to be the case. You know, here's the thing. The Sharks obviously have the capacity to get out there and match up yeah. with the best. Yeah. But then you look at them the week before, mm-hmm. they were... They were all but gone in the contest with yeah. with the dogs. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we'll see. Mitch Doyle, 13. That's the kind of game the Sharks normally lose. As a supporter since birth, I'm actually starting to believe. Hash, not a joke. That's a dangerous way to be, brother. Beer Boy 182. Would have been sending 10 bags of dicks in a row up to North Queensland, but need them to jerk off after my red roar from Val Holmes try. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to save the best for last. Special K online. Up, up my dick hole. <laughs> and he's tweeted to Valentine Holmes and Jack Bird, let's all bukkake that Thurston clune. <laughs> I really want to know if either of those players actually... You know, 
I want to see them reading that tweet and see if they liked it or like you know favorited it or something. Because well, I guess the problem is you got to be so careful because you fave something and it shows up on you yeah. <laughs> on your timeline as well. But I really want to know what their reaction to that tweet was because <laughs> I would have fucking cracked it up. Preview short round this week, obviously with uh, State of Origin. Um, fucking giving everybody a break pretty much except for Friday Night Football the Rabbitohs take on the Eels ANZ Stadium yeah Rabbitohs Sands Sands Inglis Sands Reynolds they're good players essentially or they're, they're formish players they'll have Burgess at the moment who's just a bit of ad, added grub um, I think Parramatta will get this one and I think it was very fortunate for the Eels that they're uh they're taking taking the rabbits at, at origin time without their their key strike weapons. Yep, um, which will make it is that four in a row. Uh, is it four Isn't in a row? Jesus, that really is four. Mm. Oh, okay, because yeah, that's right. They had the, the first couple they lost when they were on that. Yep. you know that uh, stretch of how many in a row they were. You know whatever they had to get. They like, had to get know, yeah, twelve and fifteen or, or something. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So yeah, I, I think the Eels are going to win this one. Souths are in all sorts at the moment. Um, the Dragons take on the Melbourne Storm on Saturday night at Wind Stadium. Well, it's uh, it's Origin Storm. However, in saying that, how do the fucking dragons keep getting these teams softest, at State of Origin time? Softest draw of the season, I'm pretty sure. The the dragons. Fuck. Very fortunate. Having said that, though, I still th- I still think the Storm have got something for them. <laughs> like, I mean, is is Kenny is is Kenny Bromwich at Cameron Smith? <laughs> No, no, he's not. Does he need to be though? No, he yeah. doesn't. I, th- um, I, I think that defensively the Storm lose nothing, and so it's just really the attack. And I still think they've got enough good guys. It's just it all comes down to the ability of Blake Green to, to feed them. Yeah, and look, there's some guys in in sensational form at the moment. Like you look at, um, you look at, uh, um, like Fanukins in in sensational form at the moment yep um, it, it'll be interesting to see how much of, of Korobedi and Gunigugu's form is based around just being fucking told what to do yeah because that's what they lack when they don't have their big two they, they don't have that that leadership and yep and, and that level of confidence in ordering people around but um, I think between the two Bromwiches and, and Munster at the back um, yeah Dragons didn't set the world on fire last week. No, I still, I, I still want to pick the storm because, it, and it's it's weird, but um, I don't know. Storm at two thirty-five, and, we, and we've got uh, we've got Brian Norrie in the video referee box, so there could be some favourable decisions coming down to the storm as well. <laughs> um, look, I don't know. I know that I should be tipping the dragons because Origin, but the storm are a team that they can, they still can you know I think defensively I think they'll be fine I don't think the Dragons have really got a lot for them in attack it just comes down to how well this the makeshift you know key players in their side and I mean I think that that figure obviously you know the betting figures guided by you know where the money's going for the, for the game yeah. that's what I think pushing, pushing it around I'm not sure if the line is that is that wide I mean it's the Dragons we're talking about here they're not that great yeah it's tough it's uh, you know the if, if there was a, an upset in inverted commas to happen this round, this would be it. Yeah, for sure. 
The Warriors take on the Sydney Roosters Mount Smart Stadium Sunday afternoon game on Channel 9 this one. Um, and wow, well, I mean, the Roosters, what what is the least, you know, what, what would you want least to happen after you've taken an absolute fucking flogging from a side that's a very, very solid structured side, but not a an attacking flair side as yeah. a Melbourne Storm. You get done almost 50 blot there. Then you're coming across a team that won by 50 <laughs> last week against the, against the Knights. It's it's a nightmare scenario and you're playing at the at the place where they actually play their better football as well over there at Mount Smart. And, and uh, especially when, when people like, you know, Isaac Luke and, and Sean Johnson have played themselves into a little bit of form. Yep, yep. Um, the... The potential for the Roosters to have a very big scoreline put on them here is huge. It's still like a weird um, sort of mental disconnect though with the Roosters when you run the when you run the rule over their their lineup, you're like, yeah, you know, fucking good forwards. Like you know, there's oh, they're there's, still on, on paper a good side, but it's just yeah. not happening. It's not happening for them this year, and uh, they're not going to get done by fifty, you know, to blot or anything like that. But they are going to lose this game. Yeah, Boy. I agree with you. I think the Warriors. Uh, and finally, Monday night foot bitch, the Gold Coast Titans versus the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Hope Solo Coliseum. Monday night football in winter. Fuck me. I hope I'm. I hope I'm better by Monday night because if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm sick, there's no fucking way I'm going to sit in that empty fucking cavernous cunt of a fucking place, <laughs> freezing my fucking tits off. <laughs> However, hopefully my uh, results-driven business shirt will be ready to wear down there. Yeah, nice. And um. Yeah, put that on camera. Stress fault. But yeah, I am looking. I am looking to go down there. Um, such a cunt of a place to get to. Oh, but it, is. it really is a cunt. Of, I, I don't. In, I, I enjoy. I enjoy watching games there because I think it's a good stadium. It's just a cunt of a place to get to, and there's no atmosphere because there's no one, never anybody there. Mm. So we'll see. And with it being an unsuccessful season for for Manly, I mean, you're not going to see the the same sort of travelling contingent. I mean, we used to get very good crowds there like outnumber the Titans fans for sure but I have a feeling this is going to be one of those games where they actually you took lock your off family at outnumber the, the Titans fans yeah they, they're locking off the. this will be one of those games where they lock off the, the ends I reckon behind the post yeah really yeah and they'll just push people onto the sides yeah. that's how it was last year yep um, the, the, this game the corresponding game last year Manly won it would have been 38-0 I think the Titans scored the very last action of the game I think it was like 38-6 yeah. and it's the game that actually started that run which you know that where they flogged the Broncos and you know, and it actually gave themselves a sniff of getting into the finals. Um, it just illustrates how important last the last week's game was that they should have fucking held on to that game because that was actually the signifier of the soft part of the draw. Yeah. Because then you've got the, you've got the the Titans and then you've got like I think they've got South Newcastle like team, Cowboys after Origin like you know, yeah. There was there was, a, there was a, an outside chances they could have got some kind of you know semblance of something resembling form together mm-hmm. they could have gone on you know like five or six games you know real to five or six games easily but um that's yeah, that's, that's clearly not the case um because they got an absolute shit kind of a coach and you know, they fucking they call it the, the, the fucking three ring circus down there man seriously they're like fucking trent barrett and and the and the two pen assholes um yeah so i don't know maybe cardi will be able to give you a bit of insight yeah, maybe in the dressing room, you know, it'd be like, you know, this is a comfortable, you know, comfortable corner of the dressing room to sit in, you know, fucking... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, look, if you... Look, the most thing I'm looking forward to is that fucking chick from High Five to see if she, see, does she, does she, how little she's wearing on the sideline, oh, quite the, frankly. Uh, she the announcer? No, she's just, she's, she, she's just a, a, a female 
a good-looking female who works for the radio station, whichever one, you know, like, I don't know what's down the Gold Coast, like, you know, CFM or Hot Tomato, you know, one of those fucking things. Yeah. And she's clearly a girl who has, um, has, like, PR or management or agent advising her, and the advice to her over the last three months has been, you know, get your, get your tits out there a bit more. And so she's doing a lot of, you know, Snapchat and a lot of selfies and, you know, low-cut things, Catwoman suits and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's clearly the edict has been sent to her by, you know, someone guiding her career or whatever is you need to get the girls out, of you know, a bit more and, um, you know, yeah. push the sexy, push, you know, push your looks sort of thing. Look, I've been in that position. I know what it's like <laughs> to have somebody come to me and say, look, you know... Sex it up a bit more, What yeah? you really need to be doing is... In front of CFOs, pulling the old, oh, I've dropped some gum, <laughs> because that will progress your professional life. It, I feel for her. I know it, and it's just something you got to do. Um, you don't like it, you don't enjoy yep. it, but uh, yeah, you, you accept that sometimes you do. You have to get the boys out. Yep, yep. And the only other, you know, the, the other thing I would look to, of course, is you know it's a, a situation where there's like a collision and someone you know, someone tackles Ignatius Parsi and I could yell out, you know, it's like fucking right in the Parsi <laughs> and see if we can get them to telecast. That's 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 what I'm. That's really mostly what I'm hoping for. Fantastic. Um, uh, which is, can you get megaphones into games these days? I can talk pretty loud. If I'm not sick, I can probably get it pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> Is there some kind of like micronized like you know we're talking about these video cameras on my desk at the moment like you know you could get that in you, you could palm that and no one would even know it was there I mean yeah just, cool. imagine if it was like a, the equivalent technological advancement in megaphones so yeah. you could like get like so a, all you need all you need in that stadium would be three or four different people yep in key positions yep. to start off a right in the passy chant yeah <laughs> yeah but it's a, a chant when there's like a fucking half a dozen people I mean is there like some kind of amount um, of people that requires it a murmur there's <laughs> yeah, like, a, a, a general buzz <laughs> but yeah um, and like the game itself I mean of course you know Manly going to win I mean you know they always win in Queensland and uh, this game will be no exception <laughs> <laughs> Liam Knight and the 18th man again. I mean, they've they've, they've been toying with put, letting him play a game. Um, let's hope he, he's, he's on-field play is smarter than his off-field play, where he thinks you know spraying bagon into his mouth is a way to avoid yeah, a fucking drunk here's, driver test. Here's the thing: the the Titans have got the sort of defence that old old Toddy can uh, can really really carve up and and score some points if he's on song. Yeah, I mean, the problem, the problem, the problem is that there's um. Oh, Jamie Lyons back. Well, there you go. That's good. Oh, um, you're fucked. But uh, so so we've got a, a five eight. The, the the real problem is no Dylan Walker. <laughs> and I mean, he's kind of like uh, uh, Dylan do everything. So no, that's it. I'm I'm changing my tip. Jamie Lyons back. That means the football gods are gonna fucking piss on you again. The football gods are pissed on us quite enough. Thank and, you. And oh, that, that dive. <laughs> that dive. You need Ryan James to score a hat trick on you. I'd rather it'd, it'd go down easier if it was Parsi. <laughs> Parsi, Parsi's the only one that can get us right in the Parsi, <laughs> and I live with it. <laughs> nice one. And uh, that leaves the Broncos, Raiders, Doggies, Sharks, Knights, Cowboys, Panthers, and Tigers with the bye. Just one of those huge fucking bye weeks.
That is Full Time Episode 226. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, or also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button, share the post around, and uh, I do see you guys that share the post around. Thank you very much. There's a big core contingent of you guys that um, every week doing the share, so uh, thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. iTunes, a couple of reviews this week. And uh, first one, title, Twill. Five-star review from Disgusted Long-Term Customer. Great podcast, gents. You've taken complete and utter drivel shit to a whole new level. Thank you, sir. Sensational. Um, this one's from Mr. Cody G. He said, uh, the DeBellin man bun of the podcasting world. Five stars. <laughs> Just like Jack DeBellin and his man bun, each week you know you can count on this pod to deliver the goods. The boys have managed to combine the right amount of X-Factor, laughs, truth-trolling, and X-Factor that you begin to rely on it each week just to get you through another day. <laughs> I actually feel a little bit sad. Like, like if, if if you if this gets you through another day, like thank you. But I mean, it's kind of like, man, like I wish I could help you, man. <laughs> Dude, you need to, you need to talk to somebody because <laughs> you know this is this is not the way. Um, you had me at X Factor five stars from Dom eight seven oh nine. Living in Montreal at the moment. Speaking of locations. These boys have had me in stitches with good Aussie banter in a world full of Frenchies. Far Q are funny. Oh, Frenchies. You poor fucker. Yeah, but they got like the poutine and shit going on over there. That's, that's, fucking, that's, that's yeah. the fucking stuff, man. Yeah, okay. Is that necessarily French or? No, but it's like it's it's like a it's a French Canadian thing though. Is it only French Canadian? I thought that was just a, a generic it's Canadian like thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, I think, well, I mean, the poutine, or the, the, just the name of it in general is fucking, it's clearly a French name, you know. That's a different pronunciation so. of Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How will we, how will we honour the, uh, the, the, the leader of the, of the former Soviet Union? <laughs> of course, <laughs> some, some chips, <laughs> cheese and gravy. <laughs> nice. C'est natural. <laughs> um, thank you, sir, for the review, though. Um, Montreal, there we go. I mean, it's not like a former Soviet state, but I mean, you know, it's fu- it's fucking something other than what I said. Definitely. <laughs> it's something outside that umbrella, so well nice. done, sir. And uh, thanks for the guys who gave us a review this week, and seriously, it's one of the easiest ways you can support the show. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes, give us a review, all that good shit. Uh, Supercoach. The Wendells maintain their lead, uh, extended actually, over Ram and Robbo, NZ underscore Magpie 54, Silver Foxes, Fiji and Eels, Bobbers, The Pool Sharks, Magookan's Army, Far Q All, and Too Much Tuners. Tipping, Whitey remains ahead, he's one point ahead of the pack. Lemon in second, tied with Desi's Ducks. Then we go back to JB in fourth. David Kingston's dropped to fifth. Uh, two points back, we've got Nort's. Another point back, Bulldog Wixie, you know, Dugs, Tucker, and SNS Marla. So that's five points spread now from first to tenth. So some of you guys need to uh, pull your finger out of your hole to you know, stop uh, Whitey from running away with it. Mm. Uh, good round to JB. He got a perfect round this week, which is what brought him up into, uh, into fourth place. So uh, well done, son. And um, that's pretty much it. I can't believe I've managed to keep it up. And vibe, you know, the vibe up, not the fucking, not the penis, because I mean, that's like, you know, oh, talking about, speaking of fucking inanimate carbon rods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but the vibe, just the general, just the, the mood and everything, because let me tell you, 
I was I was I was actually asleep ten minutes before you turned up tonight. So I'll make you honey and lemon tea and tuck you in. Oh, that's I will I will be fucking I will do go and do that before the edit though. But um, yeah, we did deliver on the promise of a shorter show, and I mm. mean I know not everyone loves the shorter shows, but fucking needed it tonight because I need bed. But um, thanks for listening. Um, make sure you hit the Rocks and Diamonds podcast and this week in MMA if you if you're that way inclined. Um, for those topics. There's a podcast for everything out there. When are you going to start another podcast, man? Me? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, You're talking about doing what? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I did silly idea of doing something serious. Like, yeah, you know, like a financial this, thing, you know. This week in finance or, yeah. or this week in that, but um, I'm, I'm not sure that, A, it'd be interesting enough. Or, uh, um, there's, 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 that's the thing. I mean, it's like there's, if if you're interested enough to do it, that means there's got to be oh, someone no, out there interested no, enough to listen to it. There's got to be a different format. There, yeah. there'll, there'll be something coming, which it, which is probably on a little bit of a, a more serious note. Just um, trying to go for a bit of a deep dive into current affairs and politics. Get away yep. from this ninety second news clip. Yep. Hashtag clickbait bullshit. But, yep. Uh, we'll get through the footy season first. Awesome. Love right. your work. That is it. That's all we've got time for. Talk to you next week. Later. <laughs>